This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. You're commuting home with Katz and Cosby. Now, here's John Katz and Matidis and Rita Cosby on 77 WABC. Well, joining us now here on Katz and Cosby, we have Melissa DeRosa, of course, former Deputy Chief of Staff to New York Attorney General and also Secretary to Governor Cuomo, his right-hand aide. Uh, Melissa, you wrote a blockbuster column and the Daily Beast uh, talking about AOC going to the Met Gala. We all remember her dress that made tons of headlines. But you you uncovered some of the price tags behind us. And it basically shows why the public, quote, doesn't trust politicians. That was sort of the subtitle. Tell us hey, about the big Wait a minute. Wait a minute on that. <laughs> Other than Peter King. <laughs> Other than Peter King. Everyone trusts Congressman King. Thanks, Melissa. Um, no, you know, it's, I've been, we've all sort of been watching this drama unfold since she attended the Met Gala in the fall of 2021. You know, shows up in that, that gown saying tax the rich. And, you know, at the time it turned a lot of heads, but then it sort of went away and has resurfaced because the House Ethics Committee has done an investigation that looks like she may have potentially, you know, violated some ethics rules of the House in terms of accepting gifts illegally and, you know, potentially even possibly breaking federal law. And so, you know, I started to dig into it, as I'm sure a lot of people, you know, who are listening have as well read the coverage. And, you know, this the bottom line is the socialist empress has no clothes. You know, she she purports to rail against capitalism and speak for the people and you know, she was one of the main drivers behind killing the Amazon deal coming to New York, which would have created thousands of jobs. And, you know, she wants to raise taxes. She constantly is criticizing the one percent. And here she was, hob- not just hobnobbing amongst the one percent, but doing it in a, you know, a three thousand dollar dress. She took the, the of all the figures, the one that really stuck to me was she took a car service from her home in her district to the Carlisle Hotel that cost one way car service six hundred dollars. Oh my goodness! Like, wait, 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 wait! How far? Like we're talking like you know? I mean, uh, who, like who half paid? hour ride. The taxpayers? Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. Couldn't it have been more than what? 10 no, not the taxpayers. Has, has she ever heard of Uber? <laughs> well, and you know, it's you know, I've taken car services in my day. I'm sure you guys have too. It's like, was the car made of 14 karat gold? Like, what is a six hundred dollar <throat> ten mile car ride take? So. In any event, that, that's sort of what the column digs into. But the bottom line is, I think that, you know, she sort of exposed herself to be a fraud and a phony. Yeah, Melissa, and to be honest with you, when this story first broke, I thought it was some kind of a technicality that her staff didn't get you know, the correct approval. But the more this comes out, it's like a flagrant disregard, especially coming from this great socialist heroine. I mean, you know, the, the hair, the makeup, the Carlisle Hotel. The, Soliciting uh, it, too. And also, that's a, you know, I thought maybe you know, mm-hmm. they made a mistake in how they got the tickets, but apparently they maneuver this whole thing to try to get around the law. And it's all there in emails and texts. So to me, this is really, you know, the height of There's a lot of hypocrisy in everything, law and business, politics. But this, to me, is flagrant hypocrisy. I want to get into the car service business after this. Wow, we're in the so wrong Melinda, business. Melinda, there's been a lot. Steve Moore here. There's been a lot of talk about... AOC running for the Senate or running for governor. And what do you make of that, given these new revelations? 
you know, look, even before these revelations, I think the concept of AOC running for governor is a joke. <laughs> right. um, you know, she, she I is say essentially, she, you know, she, you know, she is a she's a talking head. She, you know, has her talking points. She rails, you know, against the man, against business, against capitalism. But at the end of the day, look, as left as New York State is or people believe New York State to be, I don't believe someone with AOC's politics could win citywide, let alone statewide. And so, you know, I think she I think she likes to dangle herself out there. I think she enjoys the attention. I think Mm -hmm. it keeps her relevant. But, you know, I don't think that she could win for mayor. I don't think, you know, I don't think that there would be any chance of that. I think if anything, she would end up you know, motivating the middle and the right and the left of center to come out in a tsunami and defeat her in either a primary yeah. or a general, so yeah. long as the Republican wasn't nuts. You're right about that, especially given what happened in Chicago last week, where Lori Lightfoot well, listen, Chicago, just could not. You she know could not. About it. Yeah, I'm a Chicago and uh, all right, uh, uh, Chicago. Linda, but, you got but, good against yeah, evil. But even that, you know, city which is pretty liberal, they've they said, hey, we want to get crime off the street, we want to get taxes down, we want to, you know, have our city be livable, we want to do something about out of school. So I agree with you. I think, you know, people are common sense and they don't want ideologues in these positions of power. Yeah. And even Eric Adams came out uh, over the weekend yesterday and made tons of headlines saying, you know what, Uh, this is a wake up call to America. What happened in Chicago? No, it's a wake up call to the Democratic Party. They're both Democrats that are in the playoff now. Well, and, you know, it's also it's not just Chicago. If you remember not that long ago out in San Francisco, where there's been a terrible issue with homelessness and crime, they recalled their district attorney who they felt wasn't holding people properly accountable. And San Francisco is as liberal as they come. So, you know, I think that that's another issue with the far left wing of the Democratic Party is they sort of think that this is an ideology issue or it's an issue of party. No, people want quality of life. People want to feel safe. People want to be able to afford to live in the cities where they work. And, you know, these other policies are making those things impossible. And so I think Eric Adams is right. I don't think they speak for the Democratic Party writ large. But uh, to steal what Congressman Pink said at the start of this, I think that this AOC issue has just demonstrated sort of the height of hypocrisy. It's like you don't even believe what you spout. And so I think it's it's really undermined her brand. And I think it could continue to be a headache for her ethically and legally for a little while. But certainly in the tabloids and in the press writ large. You know, I want to ask you, Melissa, too, we were talking at the top of the show and we were like, we were looking at this before the show. We're like, is this the wrong headline? Um, It's in, you brought up San Francisco. They are deporting. It's a San Francisco County supervisor uh, is telling San Franciscos this week, San Franciscans, that the U.S. shouldn't deport illegal immigrant drug dealers for selling fentanyl, that it goes against a sanctuary city policy. I mean, where are these loonies coming from? But, you know, that, and that's the kind of discussion where when people feel like like criminals are be, the interests of criminals or the protections, rights of criminals are being put above their, their own right to live and exist in a place that's safe. And that's where you really lose people is when you have that be the center of your your dialogue and your conversations and your priorities. And so, you know, again, I think that the the last election cycle, I think, should have could have turned out very differently had the Republicans not had some of these really crazy candidates in Georgia and in Pennsylvania. But it, it makes me nervous that the Democratic Party is sort of like not internalizing these messages over and over again with the San Francisco DA, with the Chicago mayor. You know, what we're seeing play out in New York, we, we elected Eric Adams It's because he was pro-cop. He said all the right things. He wants to clean up the city. You know, they didn't want somebody who was far to left like de Blasio. So, you know, to your point, common sense, middle of the road, you know, public safety, lower my taxes, affordability. 
it all sort of fits with the general theme of how normal people want to exist. But then also on the flip side, you got Alvin Bragg. Too, who hasn't changed as you know, uh, sort of soft DA on crime pros. A different thing. We got yeah. to, the governor has to deal. He has, he has the power to deal with the uh, DAs that are not uh, pushing the uh, law enforcement. Melissa, she does. Yeah, she certainly does have that authority. I mean, I think at the moment it feels like in New York City there's been a little bit of a reprieve in the constant headlines about the crime in the city, and you know you're seeing in the numbers that Eric Adams has been putting out that crime is in fact. Oh going down. And so I think if that trend holds, you take some of the pressure off of that. But, you know, it doesn't it doesn't change the dynamic entirely. And I think that people are sort of sick of it. Alyssa, we got we have to uh, go to another guest. But April 1st, we're going to do Hochul. Governor Hochul has to decide who is the governor. She has to put her foot down. That's when the budget is due. And she has the ability, according to Governor Patterson, to put her foot down against the, the state Senate. And April 4th, good against evil in Chicago. Uh, we have Man. Paul Vallis, uh, who is good, wants law enforcement. And then you have the guy that Johnson who uh, wants to defund the police, and that's, uh, you know, we'll defund, see what happens. Defund, not defend, right? Defund. Yeah, defund, <laughs> defund <laughs> big time. Ballas wants to defend, <laughs> Johnson wants to defund. Thank you, Melissa. <laughs> Melissa, thanks so much. Thank you. Okay, and bye. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.